Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, brothers and sisters? We are back. Today, we're going to talk about uh, a tribute to Martin Luther King on his birthday, January 16th, Monday, 2023. So, today, we're talking about Martin Luther King. We talk about his rich history, what he did. Uh, how he was one of the main catalysts in the civil rights movement to get black people civil rights, which we should have had in 1863 when we were freed. But, you know, things don't work out like that. We had to endure Jim Crow South and um, we had to endure a lot. A lot as black people. Um, the Alabama bus boycott um, Excuse me, God, drink the water. But um, it's a lot of things that black people endured that um that is never spoken about. So today we want to talk about essentially his impact and how the white people watered down his history. When I say watered down, I mean they chose to take the nonviolent thing that he was preaching, but that wasn't his idea. Um, it was, uh, what's that guy, Baynard uh, Rufson or whatever his name was, his so-called partner, uh, CIA informant, um, who wanted to water down the movement so he could look appealing to white folks. That's what. That's all that was about, to water down the movement so he could look appealing to white folks. Do you know they took a poll, I think, I believe in... Hold on. They took a poll. Um, sorry, y'all. I'm trying to look it up. Okay, during the 1960s, King was considered... Uh, they didn't say considered, but I'll say he was considered a very divisive figure. The last Gallup poll to ask about his popularity during his lifetime, taken in 1966, found his unfavorable rating was 63%. That included 39% of Americans who gave him a negative 5 rating scale, with negative 5 being the least favorite and a positive 5 being the most favorite. Um, so they gave him a favorable rating was just 44% of people who favored him and 38% people didn't like him. So this is, this is telling you in the sixties, how they felt about Martin Luther King. Do you think that has changed? No, they have watered that man's legacy down to just, oh man, I have a dream speech and all. No, he did plenty of speeches. See, they don't talk about the speeches he gave after I have a dream. When he told people that we coming for our check, this March on Washington, we coming for our check. When he told people, pull your money out of the white banks, we're going to put them in black banks. They don't tell you about this. They don't tell you how he became, he was always radical. It was just a, 
his advisors told him, listen, you can't be out there. You can't commit violence. You can't be like the nation. You can't be eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth or whatever. You know, they told him that. So I'm going to give you a little history on the big six. Here we go. The big six was activists. So it was Martin Luther King, James Farmer, John Lewis, A. Philip Randolph, Roy Wilkins, and Whitney Young. So they had a march on Washington for jobs and freedom in 1963 at the height of the civil rights movement in the United States. think Whitney Young is no he's he died that's something I'm confusing him with someone else someone else but but what happened was the, the big six was formed because Kennedy wanted to stop the mark the original march on Washington when they were supposed to go tear Washington up he didn't want to call in the National Guard and he told them y'all better stop this now and one of them people said, I can't stop something I didn't start. So what they did was they watered everything down like they always do, just like with George Floyd. Y'all got to stop marching. We're going to do the George Floyd Act. And they never did it. They just got an anti-lynching bill passed after uh, 50 some odd years. But it doesn't mean anything because people are not being openly lynched anymore. So what they do is they give you symbolic gestures. So in me, instead of me actually giving you something that's tangible, I'm going to do something symbolic from you, for you. Just like Obama's presidency, both terms were just symbolic as, oh man, you know what? We giving pride and we giving this and that to these black children and let them know y'all, anybody, anything is possible. I'm going to tell you there will never be a black president again. And everybody talking about Kamala Harris. This Kamala Harris does not consider herself a, a black person. Let me tell you something, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to Martin Luther King in a minute. I'm gonna tell you something about Obama, and I'm gonna tell you something about Kamala Harris. Both of these people are not fully black. Neither one of them are. When I say fully black, I mean black American. I'm not speaking. I'm speaking just in the terms of being a black American. Neither one of them have black American parents. Kamala Harris, her mother's side is Indian. That's her maternal side. Her paternal side is Jamaican. (laughs) Neither one of them consider themselves black. It's always black girl magic. Now, when I look at black girl magic, I try to stay away from it because I think it's just a, a trope. To, to denigrate black men it's the same thing with Barack Obama his mother was half white I mean his mother was white I meant to say he's half white his mother was white and the parents didn't and her parents didn't like black people that's why he was struggling in Hawaii and his mother was on welfare because her parents disowned her for having a child by African a Kenyan African immigrant so 
when you're looking at Barack Obama, he is not, he's a, a mulatto, essentially. He's not really what you consider black American. He's, he's, he has no black American in his blood. So when you discussing, like I said, with the symbolic gestures, when you're discussing symbolic gestures, this is what they do. They give you Kamala Harris, who does not have an ounce of black American in her, Jamaican and Indian. They've gone so far as to call her in the East Asian because they consider Indians Asian. They consider Arabs Asian. So when you're dealing with these type of people, it's nothing but a symbolic gesture. It's nothing but smoking mirrors when they're talking to you. It's nothing but a bunch of nonsense. So when we sit here and we're discussing Dr. King, Dr. King made it possible for these immigrants to come over here and be successful. That's what they do. They're talking about, well, they come over here and they work hard. They don't work harder than black folks. They're allowed to be in these positions. They are allowed to come over here. We're not allowed to do anything. They allow them to come over here because it's much easier to lock them up and get rid of them. That's what they do. They lock them up. Oh, we can just deport you. It means nothing to us. Us, they can't do that. And the, the main thing, like I said, as far as black folks and voting, and I'm going to talk about this in a um, separate in, um, video, not video, I'm in a separate um, episode. In a separate episode, I'm going to discuss our self-interest and I'm going to give a little breakdown of what we should want versus what we're getting. <laughs> but like I said, they don't hand you anything tangible. They give you everything that's symbolic. And like I said, they watered down his legacy, Martin Luther King's legacy, by only giving you everything up until 1963. 1963 on to his death, he spoke against the white folks. He, ter- he told Harry Belafonte that he felt like he integrated his people into a burning building. And see, what people don't understand, integration was one of the worst mishaps in history. Before, you know, a few years ago, before I started listening and actually seeing Martin Luther King, I'm like, well, Martin Luther King was like a, a glorified, just, um, he's a glorified Uncle Tom. He's a glorified house nigga. And this is what I said, being stupid, being ignorant until I actually seen everything after 1963 on until his death, how the FBI had wiretaps on this man, how the FBI made up numerous lies like he was running around sleeping with white women and all this other stuff it was all a lie his wife came out and this was like in 1999 Coretta Scott King our dearly beloved um came out and was saying how they was lying she was like my husband wasn't like that they said she said they lied on him to kind of like what they did was they lied on him to dirty his legacy up 
to us. Like, oh, this is the person that y'all looking at. He's out here cheating on his wife, whatever, whatever. You know, and I don't know if people ever believe that. But the CIA with J. Edgar Hoover was full of propaganda anyway. That man once said there should be no, we can't have a black Messiah because they're going to unite and they're going to destroy the infrastructure of this country. This is what this man said. That's why he was so um, dead on about trying to kill Martin. They tried to kill that man. They did assassinate him. They tried, they, they, first off, he didn't die from the gunshots. He died in the hospital because somebody choked him. Dick Gregory said this. Same thing with Malcolm. They said that God choked Malcolm. He kept pushing down on his chest instead of him calling the ambulance, his bodyguard. And then, you know, they came out two years ago, two or three years ago, and they were talking about how the FBI, a guy on his deathbed said the CIA and the FBI had everything to do with Malcolm's death. It wasn't just the CIA or the FBI, they was rubbing shoulders with somebody. And I'm not, I'm going to keep that, uh, I'm going to keep that on the low. So, the FBI, (laughs) the federal government was convicted in 1999 of Martin Luther King's death. 30 one years after that man was killed. CIA, oh, well, uh, what they going to do? They, they put themselves on trial, but they let that let you know of how much that we face as a black society. High incarceration rates. Pow, high poverty rates. Low education rates. And everybody say, no, it's because of the parents. It's not because of the parents. Do y'all realize that most of these schools are not running? Do y'all realize that most of these schools have poor ventilation? They're not running good. They have no books. Let me tell you something. I had a book in high school from when my sister was in high school. The book said 1997. Mind you, this is in 2003. So you're looking at it six years. They still using the same books. 2007 came. Oh, no, they they upped the books. Them books are from 2000 when I graduated. Why are y'all giving me a seven-year-old book? Don't these books update every year? Technology changes every six months. These books should be changed and updated. I didn't have new books. We didn't have um, our textbooks. They was from the 90s. They was from the early 2000s. They didn't give us new textbooks. And that trend continued. That trend continued. Even my little brother was in school. A lot of my coworkers was in school. They were saying they had old ass books. Don't you understand how the school system has publicly failed us? 
and just as you know, just like them people that fought to get their kids integrated into schools, just like the photo Jerry Jones was in, I'm mad that we fought to integrate into those schools. For what? We put our children in danger by putting them around people that don't like them. Just like that young lady that her parents forced her to go to a white school because they, no, we should be getting it. No. Do you understand? Once you integrated, that's when they destroyed the public school system. We were fine in our own schools. Just like Tulsa, Oklahoma. We had everything on water system, on electric, on hospitals, on libraries, our own schools, stores. People don't understand how much we have to go through as black folks. They don't understand it. And they sit around and it's like, well, well, we did give, well, we did integrate y'all niggas into the neighborhoods. Yeah, and y'all took everything from them. Do you realize in our neighborhoods, we don't own anything? We barely own our houses. I'm saying store-wise. We don't own those stores. You got the Puerto Ricans. You got the Dominicans. They own all the corner stores. You got all the Chinese stores, even though a lot of them are closing down. <laughs> you got family dollars everywhere. We don't, Those are not franchises. You got some McDonald's that are franchised, but you won't know if they are or they're not franchised. Even if they are, they give us the worst of the worst. We live in food deserts. We don't have incredible supermarkets even when we go to the supermarket there's a supermarket in philly called fresh grocer right so it was one on 56th street in west philly and there was another one in west philly down on 40th street you know they used to whatever 40th street didn't want they would just send up to 56th street and it would be old a couple days old it was supposed to be you know trashed because it's best used by such and such date. They used to just, whatever it was best used by, oh, we're going to send it up here. Expired stuff. You can see it. We've seen it on bags of chips or or, or, uh, boxes of crackers. Oh, this expired a week ago. Why is it still on the shelf? Yeah. That's what they do. They're in our neighborhoods. They're attacking us mentally, physically, and spiritually. That's what they do. So, what they do is, like I said, they they want to present Martin Luther King as a sort of martyr now. He wasn't a martyr back when he was... And dead heap in the middle of the, the civil rights of the 1960s, the Jim Crow South. People don't understand. When you're speaking to these people and you understand how they still hate Martin Luther King, but they water him down. There was a brother that came out and said, no, you know what? White people love Bernie Mac. They love Martin. They love Muhammad Ali. They love Martin Luther King now because they can no longer speak. They love Bernie Mac 
because he is no longer here. He's dead. Get what I'm saying? These people are no longer here. They can no longer speak. You hear their voices no more. So it's easier to love somebody that's not here. Well, I didn't like him when he was here. They don't love him. They don't, they don't love Bernie Mac. Where's your proof that they love Bernie Mac? And if they do, it's because he's gone. People, white people started respecting Muhammad Ali once he couldn't speak no more. He was wheelchair bound. What people don't understand about that? They love you when you're here. They hate you when you're here. They love you when you're gone. What don't people understand about that? And this is why half the time I don't listen to certain folks because I believe people just say stuff just to say it. Like I said, when I speak, I speak in facts. I give you historical facts behind everything that I say. So not saying that, oh, you're always right. No. I don't say in my opinion, I give you facts of stuff that actually has happened. And how I see people move. So when I speak in facts, people don't like you speaking in facts. They don't like the truth because the truth is ugly. They'd rather live in a beautiful life. Like this girl said, man, I thought racism was over. Racism, racism was never over, my dear. They've never stopped being racist. They started to hide it better. Just like with the Black Panthers, with the WIC program. The WIC program was to help out the black folks of Oakland get food and nourishment for their kids. They took that, they hijacked it. They don't get the Black Panthers credit for starting the WIC program. We started that. Black folks started that up in Oakland. Do you understand that the method of madness that they do? Every black movement we had, they water it down. All our black movements, they water them down. Whether it was the Black Panthers. Whether it's the Civil Rights Movement. The only one they couldn't water down is the NOI. Because they didn't allow white people to infiltrate in there. But I believe that the, the um, those agencies, right? Those agencies cut checks to certain people in the nation of Islam and they was moving a certain type of way. So and that, I'm going to leave it at that. But um, 
Yeah, man. Like, don't try to romanticize Martin Luther King now that he's dead. That's what they're doing. They're romanticizing him now that he's dead. You know what? Arizona was the last state to recognize his birthday as a holiday. And it was white people in the 90s saying, we're still going to work. We don't want to be off. So I don't understand all of a sudden he's romanticized. Now that the man has has passed away. Now that he's been killed. When y'all hated him when he was alive. Give me my flowers now. Don't wait until I die because it means nothing. It's the same thing I feel like they do with all of our black icons. They want to romanticize you when you passed away because you're no longer here. So they know the love hits different when you when you're not here as opposed to you being here. But um, yeah, like just stop all the romantic bull crap with, with Martin Luther King. That man should have been honored from when he started fighting for uh, black folks in the middle to late 50s. To his death when he was still fighting for black folks. And we got to... And you know what? This trend of putting him on flyers. This, this That disrespectful stuff has to stop. Putting him on the front with guns and with a beard. With headphones. With gold teeth. and all. I don't like that shit. That stuff is disrespectful to our icons. And they only do it to black icons. I don't never see them putting no president. None of them dead presidents on these flyers. I don't never see them put none of them dead white icons on flyers to get a point across for their when their birthdays come up. None of that. I'm, I'm sick of it. Every year, I've been seeing this shit for like the last 10 years, man. Then he had Coretta Scott King, Rosa Parks, and him on the smoke lounge. Oh, come smoke with us. Like, what, motherfucker? What? Anyway, man, I'm about to get out of here. Um, but like I said, man, we still got a long way to go. Um, and I always want people to remember, Martin Luther King was a conservative. Y'all have to realize that. And guess who used to hate Martin Luther King? The liberals. The Democrats. He was a Republican. You know, the Republican, and, and like I said, I respect a Republican more because they're out in the open. That's how I like white supremacy in your face. I don't like that hugging me and then got a knife on my back turning it. I don't like that because it's disingenuous. So, man, I'm about to get out of here, man. I love y'all. Uh, a nice, quick episode for y'all um like i said man let's keep this thing moving um actually i'm going to set up a cash app or a paypal whatever so people can give donations 
I'm not asking for donations, but if you want to give donations, I'm going to set up a cash app for it. And um, sometime this week, I'm going to set it up and I'll give you all the specifics of it. I love y'all. Peace. I'm out.